everyone has a story, I get them to tell it. Welcome to the Aaron Bender Podcast, conversations with media personalities about their personal and professional lives and journeys. Thank you so much for joining me, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or another of your favorite platforms. You can also watch the Aaron Bender Podcast on YouTube or nightly at 11 on DB&A TV at dbandatelevision.tv or streaming with the DB&A TV app on Amazon Fire, Roku, and Apple TV. Before we get to my conversation with Liberty Chan, a little about my story. I'm a widowed dad of two girls who just lost their mom, a grieving husband, a man in recovery trying to reconnect with the world with fresh eyes, faith, and perspective, a college journalism professor, a white guy in a world of injustice, a 20-year broadcast media veteran who had his dream job and then lost it. A year and a half ago, God gave me a gift, an opportunity to stop, step back, and breathe so I could learn about love, vulnerability, forgiveness, grace, self-care, patience, and understanding. Liberty Chan is one of my favorite people ever. She's been with KTLA for years, is now part of KTLA Unscripted. You can watch that weeknights at 7. But for nearly a decade, she was the meteorologist on the KTLA Weekend Morning News. We first talked two years ago for my previous podcast, but a lot has changed since then. A whole lot has changed. So the good, the bad, you know, it's just life. It's it's a lot of uh, positive, a lot of negative, and you just try to make the best out of it, right? Let's just jump right into it. Um, okay. Tell me about Mama Chan, because when I read, because I, I mean, I know we're, we're just going to dive right into it because uh, there's no point in, in working up to the tears. There's no point in working up to all the emotional stuff that we should talk about but um my goodness i'm so sorry thank you you know when we originally spoke um two years ago she was sick um i think i had just had my my birthday my alice in wonderland birthday she wanted to make it a big deal because she knew she was sick and dying um but i she's she's very she was a very private person and she didn't want me to say anything so i just carried that secret with me um but yeah that was uh, that was that was a tough one, you know. It's like even though you know that someone is likely going to die, she had pancreatic cancer. Um, I don't think anything prepares you for the moment it happens, and and the months that happen after that. I think I've been in a daze, or I was in a daze for at least six months. I don't I don't know how I worked. I don't know how I showed up. Yeah. I don't know how I got through life, but you do. Um, but yeah, I think about her every day. I had a dream about her last night. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's just, you see signs everywhere and you know that they're still here and they're still with you, but I guess the pain isn't so, um, I mean, it's still very, very painful, but I think you learn to live with the pain and learn to manage it a little bit more so that you're not crying 24-7. Right. And I think as people ask me, like, hey, how are you doing? How are the girls doing? I don't think I've ever replied with, we're great. (laughs) Or, Or like, because, you know, if you would have asked me at any point prior to, you know, uh, six and a half months ago, maybe the answer might have been, closer to great or great or, you know, yeah. But now it's just like, it's, we're okay. We're Mm -hmm. okay. You know, Mm -hmm. 
today's a good day, kind of depending on who's asking. Like, do they want to get micro on us? Oh, you know what? <laughs> Three hours ago, I was a mess. I was just a puddle. Exactly. Um, but a lot of it is just we're, we're getting through it together. Exactly. We're, we're getting through and, it together. And that's all you can do. And my heart goes out to you when I heard, um, you know, I'm, my heart was breaking for you. So I'm sending you so much love and light and you and your, and your children. So I'm so sorry. Thank you. Yeah. And, and how is the rest of your family doing with it all? Um, you were getting through it. I think, um, you know, death is interesting. It teaches you a lot about life. It teaches you what's important. Um, it certainly shifted my perspective tremendously. Um, and now, you know, I, I wasn't a girl who grew up saying, I love you to, um, my siblings, to my mom, my dad, you know, I always occasionally, but my mom's Chinese. We, we generally didn't do that. We generally didn't hug a lot. We ge but we showed our love in other ways. So I always knew I was, I was very, very loved. Um, but it's just not that typical. Let me give you a hug. Let me say, I love you every time I see you and leave you, you know, right. but now with, with my brother, Corey, we've gotten really, really close and we've always been very close. Um, but every, every day I talk to him and every time I get off the phone, love you. He says, I love you back last night. You know, I said, good night. Love you. He texted me back. Love you. Good night. You know, so it's different. Um, like I said, I think death just teaches you a lot about life and priorities. It's interesting that you, that you say that as somebody who, I mean, if anybody knows you even peripherally from social media, they know that you have this perspective on life and light and energy, and they feel like you're connected. And yet here you are through this, I mean, incredibly sad and tough situation. You're like, oh, wow, I can now gain even more perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think in her death, she sort of rebirthed me, if that makes sense. It's as if I was always a daughter. I was always, you know, the little ice skater as a kid. I was always the little reporter girl, the little weather girl, meteorologist, you know, always just going out there traveling. And I was Mama Chan's daughter, you know, right. and she was always the matriarch. Very, very powerful force in our family. The, the, the queen mother, if you will, um, tiger mom. And then when she passed, there, there was a void and it's like, well, who else is going to step into that role? And so Luis, my fiance said, well, this is what you have to do because there's no one else who can do it. And I remember one time, if he probably said it about six months ago and I said, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> it's not my job. Like I always want to just be, you know, the daughter, the one who is going to call her mom and have her mom take care of everything. The one who's going to plan the wedding, the one who's going to plan the next birthday, the, the next trip around the world. It's, but there is no one who can do that now. So I'm so grateful that she did all that while she was here. And I'm grateful that she taught me how to do it so that I'm not left without the skill or the tools. But um, sometimes you need a good kick in the booty from <laughs> who loves you to tell you that. <laughs> but did, did you ever feel like because of all, you know, the ice skating, the reporter girl, the meteorologist, you know, you're doing a lot of this so that you can gain her favor, her approval and her, her love. You've already talked about like, Hey, we weren't the type of people to be like, hey, 
I love you, mom. I, I let's <laughs> snuggle tonight. You know, so you had other ways of 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 you know showing her like, hey, I love you through that performance I just did on the ice skating rink. But but exactly. I love you. So exactly. did you get to a point where you where you had a conversation with her or you you reached an understanding with her like I. I don't, I don't have to perform anymore. I know I've made her proud or perhaps she has told you that. Um, I think she did. I think she did. Um, yeah. I know. I, I, I was <laughs> like, just make it through the question, Aaron. Just make it, just make it. Gosh. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, <laughs> I knew I, <laughs> I, I, I have set up my studio so perfectly today, except for the handkerchief that I knew I was going to need. I have my water, <laughs> I have my roses, but I don't have tissue. Yeah. So, you know, thank you. We're just going to have to deal with it. We're Sorry. And thank you, I guess, yeah. whichever way you look at it. Um, did she ever say, I'm proud of you? Yes. Did she ever say, I'm proud of you, but I know you can do more? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> And I think that, that that's always what she taught me. It's like, you were only as good as your last performance. That's what I would always hear as a, as a kid. You were only as good as your last show. It's like, great, you set a goal, you accomplish it. And then what's the next goal? What's the next mountain you climb? Because, you know, life doesn't stop. Um, but yeah, she did say that she was proud of me. And she also... I actually kept it in a text. She said that, um, you know, my dad also passed away um, in 2017, I believe. And she said, you know, Tom was always the most proud of you. And I've, and I've kept that in yeah. my phone, you know, just as, as a, as a reminder, um, because sometimes you forget and yeah, sc nice screenshot it 80 times just so that, you know, it's never lost that kind of thing. Exactly. 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 You mentioned Luis. Did he get to meet Mama Chan? He actually met her. Oh, I just got the chills. <laughs> She's like swooping in right now. <laughs> She's like, I know you're talking about me. Here I am. He's like, oh yeah, I met him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I met him on a plane coming back from a family trip. I was with my mom and my brother. She was very, very sick at the time, but she was a powerhouse. She's like, we are going to go to an F1 race twice or, you know, in the last year of her life she's like we're go going to go to the one in monaco we're going to go to the one in singapore and then we're going to stop it in tokyo on the way in paris and, and this and that she was queen of you know travel so she planned those trips and um she wasn't well enough to actually go to the races with us and i don't know if, just backstory my family has been following formula one racing yeah you know, for the past two decades at least. So it was always very special to us. Um, and since my dad loved it, we still wanted to continue to go and my brother loves it. So anyways, we were um, we were in Monaco at the Formula One race. Then we went to Morocco. Then we went to Paris and on the plane flight back from Paris to LA, I, was, I walked on the plane and I'll never forget it. My brother was behind me and my mom was behind me and I was walking to my seat. They were sitting together and I was sitting um, next to someone. And that someone was Luis. So my brother <laughs> looks at me and he says, hey, Liv, do you wanna switch seats? Just because you don't know if the guy's creepy or right. you know, slimy, whatever. You don't wanna spend 10, 12 hours next to a creepy guy. So I look at him and I said, no, I'm okay. Um, and I sat down next to him. We didn't say anything, but there was this automatic, I, I 
I feel comfortable next to this guy. Mm. And I'm sort of intrigued. I don't know what, where he's from, um, you know, but, but, I, but I was sitting on the aisle and um, I, I just thought to myself, gosh, you know, if he has to get up to use the restroom, like, I hope he knows that I'm a nice person and <laughs> to, like tell me and not hold it. You know, I, I just yeah. cared for him for some odd reason. Uh, I was like, is this what you yeah. think about when you get on a plane, all of these things? Yes, yes, yes. My, I'm very aware and I'm very, you know, I want everyone to be comfortable. So, yeah. So we sat next to each other for eight, nine hours. And then it was when I was eating because I'm constantly eating and I'm snacking. I was snacking on granola. And he looks at me and he goes, are you vegan? And I said, yes. And I thought, oh, no, I'm going to like. Here we go. Here we <laughs> go. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sitting next to the uh you know the the european salesman for the american beef association exactly. and like, we're just some you beef. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 he said to me he goes you know um i wish i was vegan i was vegan for two years and i loved it and i never felt better but i have this condition where i can't um eat like legumes and certain like soy products so i had to go back to to meat and I said, oh, and then we just started talking and couldn't stop talking for 45 minutes. My mom, meantime, was sitting next to me or there was the aisle and she right. was like on the seat there. Um, and and she kept looking at me like, you never talk to people. Like, I'm very much <laughs> in my own world. You know, I'm doing- The earbuds stuff. have come out. You're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he just caught me off guard and, and we had a conversation. And, you know, the conversation was primarily about- veganism and yoga and by the end of the conversation um i really wanted him to go to a yoga class with his I daughter was, uh, down in, in coach and he's like and then his, his son kept coming over and he's like dad dad you know like it was it was just such yeah. a interesting way to meet someone um but we ended up really connecting and he had a connection with formula one and so at one point i actually switched seats with Corey, my brother and he sat with him for 45 minutes and they hit it off. And by the time I got off the plane, my brother said to me, that's the kind of guy you should date. And I look at him and I go, really, Corey, a guy with three kids? No, no, I'm not into it. Like, no, not what I'm looking for, but thanks. Yeah. He's like, no, no. A guy with three kids, you just met him on a plane. Yeah. 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 And Corey goes, no, no. He's like, that's the kind of guy. He's definitely an overachiever. And yeah, I think, you know, he works in finance. So he, he understands your hours of work. He's like, maybe his friends, if you're not into him, like, you know, maybe, maybe his friends. <laughs> so yeah, that's how we met. So how quickly after that, did you change your mind? You know, I couldn't get him out of my mind. And I actually, I asked for his email <laughs> because you asked for his, uh, I asked for his email. He didn't ask for my number. Oh, or anything Luis, like well done. Luis, but uh, for, you know, exactly. forget finance, Luis. You, you need to you need to write a how-to book. You need to write. Right? I mean, uh, for, forget the office, Luis. <laughs> forget Bitcoin or Doge or whatever you're you know, whatever you're flying to the moon right now. It's a how-to right. book, Luis. Right. How to get the girl next to you to ask you for your contact information. <laughs> So, I mean, it was basically because I would, I love my brother. I would do anything for Corey. And um, he had a connection with Formula One and I knew we were going to another race in September. Uh, okay. I had met him in, in early, late May, early June. And so I, I was like, oh, I'll connect with him before the next race. And maybe we'll, you know, get to meet one of the drivers. So it was really because of that. You're but just using okay. him. I understand. I hear you. I hear <laughs> you. Yes. Yes. But, but because I love my brother so much and they had hit it off. So I just wanted to make sure. Meantime, 
Corey had already gotten his contact information. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. So now, so he's from LA. So or Louise, like, how, how did that work out? Cause it's like, Hey, I've met this great person on a plane. Oh, it's fantastic. They live nowhere near me. Right. Exactly. So, you know, stars aligned. Um, he basically, he is from Peru. He came here when he was 17. Uh, he went to Ohio State. He was recruited on a tennis scholarship. And then he just never left. He got married um, to a woman from Ohio, had three beautiful kids. Unfortunately, um, their, the, the mom, his, his wife, um, passed away from, from cancer about 10 years ago. Uh, so he raised all three kids by himself. Um, and then he moved out here about eight years ago. That's the how-to book I need. Forget the plane. Forget meeting Liberty on the plane. I need that how-to book. Thank you. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. He is the best father ever. Cool. And when I started to see how he was with his kids, even on the plane, because they kept coming over and asking questions. Oh, that's there. a huge test right there. I mean, kids on a plane anyway, but, but oh, yeah, that's okay. And I say kids. They're, they're 20. I mean, they're 20, 21, and 25. Still, yeah. I mean, if I actually gave birth to them, I would have been a teen mom, but that's okay. <laughs> um, it's okay. Like, they're awesome. They're yeah. awesome kids. Um, but it's really a testament to the type of person he is and the father. Like, he did an incredible job. Just, he had to be father and mother, you know, yeah. every day. So. Yeah you can talk to him about yeah, it. I, I, I think I, I, I think I will. I'll, I'll reach out. Yeah. Uh, we DM every now and then uh, because <laughs> I, I congratulate him on the progress he's made because he, I mean, you, you, you get Liberty Chan in your life. You're going to make some improvements and some changes. Okay. And, and he certainly has. Um, I mean, oh, you know what? You know what? What, what, what? You were looking for like, okay, how can I be a mama Chan to, 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 to somebody yeah. and inspire them and to mm -hmm. push them to work harder? Mm -hmm. I, I think, yeah, I think if I asked Luis, he probably would say, yeah, that's what's happening. Thank like you. In, in such a beautiful way. Yeah. Thank you so much. But, oh, back to, back to mama Chan and, and Luis. So yes. uh, he, he met her. So, so the day I met Luis, he met mama Chan and she has never, ever liked anyone who I dated. She, she did not sign off on anybody. Um, maybe one person in my twenties, but that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Um, but aside from that, she really liked him. And, um, even when she was sick, we showed up, we went to the movies, uh, we had lunch, we had dinner a couple times and then, and then she just got too sick, yeah. you know, yeah. a few months later, but, um, yeah, she was, she really liked him. And again, with the timing, and, and I apologize for kind of dwelling on this, but the, the timing of it as it related to the pandemic, uh, her, her sickness as it related to the pandemic, did she pass before things yeah. started locked down so you, you could be with her? Well, it was interesting because right when, um, so she passed March 24th, and I think a week prior to that, okay. LA pretty yes. much went on lockdown. Yes. Um, but I was still working, you know, as a journalist, as a meteorologist, news doesn't stop. You just kind of adjust your behavior going to work. So there was no traffic. And so I got to work very quickly. Um, but I still worked. Um, I worked the day that she died. Um, and that's what she would have wanted. You know, it's like she she didn't want a whole lot of people fussing over her. She didn't she she was a great um, caregiver to my father. 
uh, but she wasn't the best patient. She just didn't like a lot of people around her. She didn't like people doing stuff for her. So even when she was, she'd rather crawl to the bathroom, you know, versus me trying to yeah. carry her, you know? So that's the type of person she was. Um, but yes, I mean, I was there when she took her last breath. And I think, I think that's very special. I've, I've read and I've, people have told me that, you know, when a person chooses to, to leave us and transition, it's very special who is right there next to them. So I take that as a blessing. Um, and then my brothers came, came back about five minutes after that happened. And, you know, the dog was in the room with us and it mm. just, it's, it's weird. It's, it's, I, I've never been next to someone who passed. Um, and it's, you realize that the body is just this vessel and it's the soul is gone. The soul's, you know, in another space, but it's, oh, I just got the chills. Um, it's hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard, but very special. Yeah. By the time, um, by the time my wife went back into the hospital in November of last year, uh, she probably should have have already gone to the hospital a few times in recent months, but because of the pandemic, no visitors, things like that. So she's like, that's, I, I can't, I can't do that. It, it messed with her mentally when she was admitted back in May and June. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I was there the afternoon and evening that she stopped breathing mm-hmm. and then she spent the next day and a half uh, on a ventilator in the ICU. And it just, it, it was, it was, she was done. You know, she, yeah. she, uh, the, the doc and the doctors said as much, they said, if she has another cardiac event, it's, we, we can't, we can't do anything, you know, to, to, uh, to help her. Um, but to, to your point, like I, I was there when my grandfather took his last breath when I was 24, give or take, you know, something like that. But with a grandparent, you, you expect that he's in hospice, right? you know, when, and when they, when they call us to say it's, it's time, it's like, okay, you can mentally prepare, mentally prepare, mentally prepare. Um, the, she stopped breathing at about 5.30 on a Tuesday afternoon. That morning, she texted me asking to make sure I had her going home stuff. Oh, asking, like, hey, um, you know, just, just in case we don't have it, you know, because I was, I was there every day. Thankfully, the, the, the people at UCLA Santa Monica, um, they allowed a visitor in their oncology unit. So I was there every day and, and she texted me that morning, like, Hey, make sure that I have going home stuff. Did you save the text? And, oh yeah, I've, I've saved all the texts. Um, it's hilarious though. Like she, uh, on, on, on her phone, uh, she had the, I'm not going to keep any texts after one week or 30 days. Uh, So I am I'm slow. I don't know. And I didn't know about that setting. So oh. after she passed, I'm just, I, I've, I've got her phone and I would just hold on to her. And then I'm, I'm watching these messages disappear day oh. by day. And I'm like, why, why are they disappearing? And I, of course I didn't figure it out until it was too late, but um, I have, you know, I have the, the messages she sent me, but, um, but 
when she when she stopped breathing, it was it was sudden, it was unexpected, it was, and so. I, I I totally get where you're going and where you are with the it's just a it's just a vessel and and you know you you the 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 soul goes on to bigger and better things, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I I I have that and I'm so thankful that I'm the only one in the family with that vision, with that memory, with that visual stuck in my mind because, um, that's. I actually talk to my therapist more, I think, about that than almost anything else. Yeah. The, yeah. J- just that visual of her not breathing, them working right. on her, them pulling yeah. me aside and asking, like, hey, do you want us to keep going? You know, right. it just mm-hmm. – and, and again, to, to your, your point earlier, the idea that the perspective you get mm-hmm. with – somebody close to you dying Mm -hmm. it's it's unmatched it's it's it cannot be replicated it really is and i think it's different for everyone how did it change your perspective i mean all of last year changed my perspective losing my job in 2019 and spending all and and not exactly knowing why you know that like why now I knew, I knew why I deserved it. Don't, don't get me wrong, but just the, like, why now? Why? And then of course, two months later, we learn her cancer is back. Two months after that, the pandemic takes hold. I was supposed to be home, mm-hmm. you know? And, and just the, for me, it was the perspective of responsibility. Yeah. And, and, yeah. uh, and not trying to control the outcome Yeah. of, every situation. I just, I do what I can today and I give the rest to God. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a, that's a powerful way of living. And I think, um, it's, it's a much easier way of living because you really, you can't control anything except your attitude and, and how you show up in the world. Right. That's it. How was your relationship with Luis? You've got the pandemic, you've got the mm-hmm. passing of your mom. Where was that relationship? Now you're engaged. So obviously we know everything went well, right? It was perfect. But, <laughs> right, but, right, right. but how did you navigate that in, in such a relatively new relationship? You know, he was, he was so incredibly supportive. And right when my mom passed, he didn't leave my side for a week. He was like, you know what? I've been through this. I, I don't know where you're going to be. I'm just going to be here. If you need me, I'm going to be, you know, making food. I'm going to be here. If you need to cry, I'm going to be here. If you need to talk, I'll be here. If you need to go for a walk around the block, you know, whatever you need, just know that I'm here. So um, just extremely supportive. And he just, like I said, he just never left my side. And he was such an anchor and such a rock in, in such a tough time. Um, and he's, you know, he's an advisor. So that, that comes out in every aspect of his life. So he really just helped me and my brothers kind of navigate through that really just for lack of a better word, shitty time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I found out so much in the two to three weeks after my wife passed mm-hmm. about finances, about like, 
Well, I mean, just just the idea that the Social Security survivor benefits had no idea those existed until a week after she passed. And I talked to an advisor because I knew I'm like, she's got 401ks. She's yeah. got life insurance. Like, how do I navigate this? Yeah, it's really difficult. And we were actually, you know, um, it was funny. You said when Liberty comes into your life, like, <laughs> you know, he never had Instagram before until, you know, we got together. I think it took about six months for him to get him on Instagram. And, and now I'm kind of his quote unquote social media manager and I've grown his account. Um, so if anyone wants to follow him, uh, you can, but, but no. But Links are in the show notes. Exactly. So, but his platform is all about, he's very similar to me in that he wants to lead from a positive place. Um, he wants to encourage others to do the same. He wants to educate people. And um, before he became an advisor and um, partner in his firm, he, um, you know, wanted to be a professor. So it's kind of in his blood to teach and um, to just share his knowledge. And I think that that's really special because He's very, very smart. Um, and I think it's important for people to kind of give back that way. So a lot of his posts are about, you know, financial information, but we were just discussing and bring this full circle, I promise. We were just <laughs> discussing a post yesterday about the cost of dying, you know, and, and how you need to set some stuff up, have a living will before things happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to say thankfully, because I don't think that's the appropriate word here, but from a financial standpoint, um, only speaking from a financial standpoint, she, uh, she chose cremation, which I'm, I was, I was happy about because mm -hmm. as I'm at that mortuary, looking at all the different options and prices, mm -hmm. I, I, again, if we're just being transparent, I was like, thank you for choosing cremation. You know, and she, yeah, I, I shouldn't say choosing. She actually talked with our daughters mm -hmm. and explained the differences mm -hmm. between, okay, cremation, I'm here at home. Mm -hmm. you, I'm here all the time. Uh, if I'm buried, we go to a cemetery and you visit. And yeah. they chose, the girls chose cremation. Oh. Uh, but that's the type of conversation. She would have these conversations that I just, I was doing my best just to take notes all last year, uh, yeah. knowing that, that, her time is short. Didn't know how short, but knowing that, uh, you know, that the time was coming. You know, it's funny that you, that you just shared that because mama Chan, she was, she was a planner and she had, she has files, lots of files in her office. And there was one on death, you know, dying, something like that. Yeah. And she planned the whole thing, the whole cremation, the whole, you know, there's going to be an urn. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. It's all paid for. Um, you guys are going to get this each, each of the three of you are going to get this rose and that's going to be part of my ashes and this and that. So you can keep it in the house. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like, I guess when you're about to pass, you do think about those things. Um, like I don't have the, what happens when I die, uh, you know, that plan, I don't have that plan yet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but like the, the, I'm, I'm working on the estate, I'm working on the living will because it's like, Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm now it, it was much easier to, yeah. uh, navigate her finances as her spouse. Exactly. Exactly. But Once something happens to me, Oh, it, it, and we're talking about minor children. We're talking about all these things. It, it is, um, I mean, it is a, it would be a jungle for anybody yeah. to navigate. And oh, by the way, navigate while you're grieving, 
you know. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's heavy. It's stuff that you never want to talk about, but you have to yeah. talk about. Because if you love your loved ones, you love your family, you don't want to leave them with all of these questions and, and you lose, yeah. lose ends. As somebody we've talked about, and again, anybody who knows you finding this podcast, they know Liberty Chan. They know the, this beacon of positivity, uh, which I think, by the way, might have actually been the title of our first podcast um, uh, a couple of years ago. But how did you maintain that or what happened to that positivity as you navigated such heavy waters last year with your mom passing and the pandemic? Yeah. Oh, well, it was a tough year. <laughs> It was a heavy, tough year, but you really, you can't just carry that with you or you're going to drown. You just have to shift your perspective. And I couldn't change anything, but the only thing I could change was my perspective. And I know that we've talked about that before. And so that's how I really try to live my life. Um, You know, as a kid, I I dealt with an unstable home life, um, you know, until my, my stepdad came into my life when I was 14. But prior to that, it was very unstable. Um, so there have been so many struggles and I didn't have the tools to deal with quote unquote hardships and grief and loss and, and challenges, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it's yoga. It's, it really is. Yoga was my safe place that, that has helped me get through everything. And, and it's gotten me to this very, I'd say peaceful state, this content state where, you know, there are days when I'm very happy, but there are days when I'm also very sad, but it's kind of that in between that I want to stay on. It's that contentment that I, that I really strive for. But also understanding and, and accepting like, okay, sometimes I am, I am, that pendulum is going to swing over here and I'm just going to oh, yeah. ride through it. And oh, yeah. other times it's going to swing to a very dark, negative place in my mm-hmm. in my mind, body, and soul, and I'm just going to have to ride that out. I used to, oh, yeah. when when I when I would feel that pendulum swinging, I would do everything I could to either stop it from swinging or to not feel mm-hmm. the the you know the the pounding of that pendulum against the the door of despair. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's good. Wow. Put that in a book. Okay, hold on. Mark the tape. Wow. I'm I, am, I am old. I just said mark the tape. <laughs> I'm like, give it that TC. Yes. <laughs> All right, here we got 34. I think it was about okay. a 34 minutes. Yes, into the- yes, we are 34 <laughs> minutes in. <Yeah>. Fantastic. <laughs> no, so uh, uh, let's 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 not leave everybody listening to this in just this. Wow, those two just got dark for like 30 <laughs> minutes straight. What are they doing? Right, right, right. A few right. months ago, big announcement on the KTLA weekend morning news mm-hmm. that Liberty was leaving or Liberty was doing something or whatever. And I caught the very tail end of it. I'm like, of course, she's got Luis. She's just leaving the business. She is gone. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody, lots of other people thought the same thing. You're retiring. You're doing this. But, but, but no, you're not. You're not. You just, you're stepping away from the weekend morning news and right. you're fully embracing, along mm-hmm. with uh, a lot of your fun colleagues, mm-hmm. KTLA Unscripted. Tell me about yeah. it. Okay, so 
you know, a reason I, I keep getting all of these messages. Where, why are you not on the news? Where are you? I, I still get that on a daily basis. So of course, yeah. here's the deal. Here's the deal. I was on the weekend morning show for eight years. I loved it so much. I would leave early from trips abroad. I would, I would wake up before the alarm went off. Like I loved my job. I was so passionate about it. I worked really hard. Um, I went back to school. I got a meteorology degree, even though nobody asked me to do it like <laughs> you don't need it because it's you know 72 degrees and sunny most of the time but you know when we talked about this i i just wanted that confidence and i wanted the education yeah anyway and and honestly honestly uh the the bona fides i mean if nothing else you say i am not a weather girl <laughs> i am a meteorologist right. i am a woman who does the weather as i am a meteorologist damn it <laughs> Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. So that was just important to me. Um, that's another thing that Mama Chan taught me, you know, education is everything. So she gave me that gift again. Um, but so I, I just felt like a couple of years ago, you know, when, when Chris Burroughs passed, something, something shifted on the show. I really liked it, but, but I really enjoyed working with him. Um, we were really good friends at work. Um, and something just changed in the show. And then all of a sudden I started to not love going to work. I liked it, but, but that, that, I don't know, the magic behind it was fading. And so I kept thinking to myself, what's going on? It's like, I used to think to myself, oh my gosh, I get to go to work. And all of a sudden now I have to go to work. And I'm like, what is, what is this? Like, I don't want to live my life doing something I don't love. And then when Mama Chan passed, you really start to notice what's important to you in life. And it's at the end of her life, she kept saying, I just need more time. It was all about time. Don't waste my time. I don't have enough time. I, I, she had so many plans for the next you know, 20 plus years. We were going to do a design show together. She wanted me to do a travel show, you know, just something surrounding lifestyle. So that, that seed had been planted. And when she passed, I thought time is so precious. It's so valuable. What do I want to do while I'm here? You know, we're all given this, this very short amount of time on this planet. How do I want to spend it? Do I want to spend it doing something that brings me joy or do I want to just go through the motions and, and, you know, I, it's a good job. It's a great job. I worked hard for it, but I don't love it anymore. So when my contract came up in February, and I had already told management, you know, months prior to that, um, I just chose to leave news because it wasn't bringing me joy. And um, I had, at that point, I'd started KTLA Unscripted, and, I, and that was kind of where I wanted my life to go, more lifestyle. Um, I'm super into health and fitness, and so I have a, a sort of segment, if you will, um, on the show, Healthy Vibes. So, you know, anything that uh, is around health and wellness that works for me. I want to share that with others. Like that's what brings me joy. That's what I'm passionate about. On social media, I, I cover a lot of uh, things that help me. And I share that with my viewers, with my followers, just because I think that why not? If it, if it helps me, maybe it'll help you. And then you'll have a better quality of life. And that's, that's rewarding. That's, so that's basically where my passion led me. And that's why I chose to leave the news. So there's your answer, a very, very long answer, <laughs> a very short question. <laughs> so uh, where and how can people watch KTLA Unscripted? Um, Monday through, <laughs> excuse me, Monday through Friday at 7 o'clock, okay. uh, 7 p.m. 
Yep, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Yeah, so let's not compete with the number one morning right. news show. And exactly. It, let, let, let's, let's simmer down now, people. And exactly. Al, and also on the KTLA Plus app. Yes, exactly. Don't, don't forget the KTLA Plus app, Liberty. Um, and that link will be in the show notes. Yeah. Yes, that link will be in the show notes. Thank you. So yeah. your your mom did she did she watch you every weekend morning? She never watched me. Okay, because <laughs> I, I was I was trying to look for maybe a tie in. Like you know what I, I I used to do this because I knew mom was watching, but now it's like oh. mom was never watching. <laughs> she was never watching because sleep was so important to her, and that's what yeah. she instilled in me. And she would. It would crush her to see me because on the morning show, you wake up very early, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning and doing that for many, many years, that affects your health. And so for someone who's really concerned about health and wellness, like I was, I was a zombie. I was showing up. I I felt, I literally felt sick all the time. Um, And it just energetically was so draining. Um, and, and sleep is very important. So I think the biggest change for me is that I can get eight hours of sleep a night. And that's like, whoo, talk that, about anti-aging. That, wow. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's funny that you're like, she instilled in me to just get rest, just to make sure I sleep. Mm-hmm. By the way, my shift starts at three in the morning. <laughs> exactly. And it, she's like, you need to nap. I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> bags. And I'm like, I'm sorry, mom, but I'm working. And yeah, but the naps don't help the naps. No, there you could take all the naps in the world and look at me. I have, Oh, sorry. I'm blocking the logo. Look (laughs) at me. I have. Um, but there's, there is nothing that can replace the sleep you lose by working Mm -hmm. morning shifts. 100%. And, and so now it's like, I'm sleeping better and just on social media, Instagram, that's another thing that I'm doing. So now I guess, I guess you could call me an quote unquote influencer, but I feel like it's more than that. I'm just, I want to share things that work for me. Um, you know, I'm not just doing it for financial gain. I'm doing it because I really do love this product and that's why I'm going to share it. So it's like that. And not every product or, or thing that I share is a paid campaign, Right. but that's, that's another thing that I love to do. And being in the news business, you really can't do that. So now I'm now not being under contract has given me the freedom to do that. So that's also fun. And, uh, we have discussed the vegan side of things, right? Mm-hmm. I even even two years removed from our previous podcast conversation, mm-hmm. it has become even more easy to be a vegan. Oh my gosh. I, I cannot even tell people how many <laughs> options there are. You yeah. you gotta know that there are a lot of options when Costco has an entire section. Yeah dedicated uh, to it and fast food restaurants yeah you know that's that's huge that's a huge shift <laughs> and it's that's- not always the healthiest i i will i will tell you that right now you know mm-hmm. just because you're vegan doesn't mean you're healthy oh I can, yeah you could have french fries and and you know yes yes <laughs> every day <laughs> but what what are some tips if somebody's uh, listening to this thinking like you know what I've, I've thought about going vegan but i don't know if i if i can or if i should what what are some recommendations you have? Because I mean, you helped Luis transition. I know he spent a couple of years vegan, but you helped let yeah. Luis transition out of uh, what he was eating into a better uh, uh, diet and lifestyle. Yes. Yeah, so 
he's always been very health conscious, but um, yes, he did have, have a few years where he was very heavy. And then anyways, we'll get into that on another, on another show, but um, for, for, for some quick tips, I think it's, it was easier for me to become vegan because I was pescatarian for about uh, 12 years since college. And then I became uh, full vegan a few years back. But um, I think try to just incorporate a couple meals a week, you know, that are mostly plant-based or choose a plant-based option for something. So a lot of greens. Um, for me, my philosophy behind what I eat is just predominantly plants, um, just a little bit of healthy fats. Um, I'm okay with carbs, especially complex carbohydrates. I try to stay away from, you know, the refined sugars and starches, but um, I think I just, I, I love healthy food. I love the way it makes you feel. And I think for people, instead of subtracting stuff from your diet, try to just add some stuff. So basically if you add more plants, maybe you're gonna eat less of that meat or less of the potato chips and french fries, you know? <laughs> maybe grab the crudite and some hummus and some, you know, baba ganoush, yeah. <laughs> whatever, and, whatever you fancy. And uh, a lot of it also, I went raw vegan for a week uh, mm. earlier this month. Mm. I, I felt like I needed a reset. I was feeling just kind of heavy and, yeah. and, and just weighted down sluggish. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm already, I'm already vegan. Mm -hmm. What, what can I do? Because I was eating too much processed stuff. I was eating too much of the, of the, the, the fake stuff, if you will, yeah. the fake meat yeah. uh, or the cheeses or whatever. Yeah. And, and one of the things, I mean, you, you go raw vegan, you're going to get more energy because mm -hmm. you're, you're putting like pure energy into your body. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. However, I feel like much of the energy I, I, I actually achieved during that week mm -hmm. was the, the pride in knowing exactly what I was putting into my body. Mm -hmm. I could pronounce yeah. everything because I learned these words as a kid. Strawberry, right. cherry, yeah. mango, you know. <laughs> Just, just these, these, these things that it's like, I didn't, I didn't have to get a degree to be able to right. learn these words. Eat things that don't have a nutrition label on them. Eat yes. real whole foods, stay away from the processed stuff. So if you kind of go with those concepts, you're, you're going to have an easier time with that. So yeah, I don't eat a lot of the, the meat alternative. I enjoy it, you know, beyond meat, love it. Um, the, the cheese, the, the vegan cheese, um, they're great, but I don't have it all the time. I think of it like, mm, just like how, how anyone would with regular meat, you know, you don't eat a hamburger every day, maybe once a week. So that's how I feel about, um, the, the more processed stuff that, that is still vegan. Before we get too far away from our chat about the KTLA weekend morning news, I told Jim Lanahan that I would play for you a clip of, yeah. of him. Now you've already seen that clip. Because yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure exactly when his episode would post relative to when I was going to talk to you. So you've already, you've already seen him. And this is where, in the podcast, I'm going to actually insert the audio of Jim asking you if he could be your flower girl at your ah. wedding, your upcoming right. wedding. Right. What is, what is your reply to Jim Lanahan? Jim, I adore you. I think you're 
amazing, hilarious. I've gotten your DMs. I've watched what you've said on the KTLA weekend show about watching the KTLA weekend show. Um, we're going to keep it really, really tight. The here, circle. Here she goes. Here she small. goes. But if it was open and it wasn't during, you know, COVID, post-COVID times and, and we had a, a larger venue, there might be a possibility to have you there. But um, I just. Did you just let him down easy? Did I just hear, did I just hear you let him down easy? It warms my heart that he, that he, you know, wants to go for one. Um, gosh, this better be a good wedding. First off, <laughs> um, I just feel so supportive and loved and, and that's pretty much what it's all about. And he's just been such a bright light. You, you know, there are so many haters on, on social media. I don't know how they find the time to do that, but um, they do and they write to you. And, and he's just, if he catches, catches a wind of, of, of a comment, he'll send me a DM and say, listen, and you know how he's, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. And he just great. lays it out there and he's like, don't worry about it, whatever. It's fine. You know, and I always think it's like, if you're going to spend the time to do that, just make sure you're perfect before you judge me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on. Uh, on, on social media, especially in news, I know you're not news anymore, but yeah, nonetheless, yeah. uh, we have to, at some point draw a line like, okay, this is professional and, uh, I'm not really going to put anything personal on there or not that much of my personal life on there. You've been really good about putting, I feel like enough of your personal life out there so that it's not just I am a TV robot and I have nothing going on in my life except for news. And so, I can wear a pretty dress. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, no. no, no, you can't anymore because you gave them all to Casey Montoya. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's just a, about 10% of the closet. She still has a few more bags. I, I have uh, like probably five more uh, at least uh, today. I have five more trash bags of clothing to give her. Let's just say bags. Let's not say trash bags. bags. Okay, okay, bags. <laughs> pretty, pretty reusable bags. But the but the the idea though that okay, not only am I going to put my engagement on social media, but you know this this whole wedding process is is going to be kind of it's going to kind of play out. Talk about yeah. the decision to 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 go there and yeah. the response. You know, I think everyone the response has been tremendous. Every time I post anything about the engagement or the wedding. I get a flood of comments that are supportive, which I wasn't sure if it would it would if it would be well received. But thankfully, it has. And I really just think people want something to to talk about that's nice, you know, something that to celebrate. And who doesn't love love? I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I just think it's so fun. And the people who I've been been working with, whether it be the dress person or the veil person or the, the wedding planner, um, they're really busy all of a sudden because during the pandemic, everything was canceled or put on hold or delayed, you know, whatever it is. And now all of these venues, hotels and, and private estates, like they're, they're packed and they're booked up for the next year or two. So I think weddings are sort of a big deal right now. And it just seems... Um, I, I met my veil person, my veil designer earlier this week, and she said, I have never been busier. 
You know, it's like the wedding planner. I've never been busier like this. <laughs> everyone wants to get married. Everyone just was putting it on hold to have a celebration. I think people just want to celebrate. Um, you know, the man is from Peru and so many people have already booked their tickets, you know, six months in advance. They're, they're lining up the hotels and it's just something to look forward to because everyone's been stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the idea also that um, you've, you've made such a connection with people through KTLA and through your social media. And it's, it's not as if you have been posting for years, like, Oh, woe is me. Why can't I find a man? Why can't, why can't I, I just, followers. Uh, yeah. So it, it, it's not, it's not as if you have been posting things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. but, but I think also, People see like, oh, wow, we thought Liberty was happy before. We thought Liberty was this beacon of positivity before. Now it's just there, there's there's a glow. There, there's a glow that just, it's not that it wasn't there before, but that it's glowier now. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm so glad you said that because there have been so many comments like, oh, now you're with Luis and now you don't have to work and all these brand assumptions like, Oh, and now you're doing this and that just because you have, you know, Luis in your life. And I'm like, you know, I was, I was good before. You you do understand Luis doesn't have to work anymore. Right. You do understand that. Right. Like, like, no, we are both equal people. We were, we weren't like, it's crazy to me, the grand assumptions that people make. But anyways, um, no, he is definitely um, glowy. <laughs> he makes me glowy, <laughs> sparkly. Um, I was happy before and he was as well. And I think it's important to love yourself and be a very strong individual person first and not you know, try to find someone to rescue you. I think that you need to rescue yourself first and then whatever you emit, you attract. And so if you're coming from a place of love and strength and confidence and, and you know, you're you, you're a whole person, you will attract someone very similar to you. Not, not to ask you to put words in their mouths, but mm-hmm. how has the relationship with his kids gone? You met them just as you met him. But yeah. uh, nobody in that scenario knew that, <laughs> you know, within a year and a half or whatever it was, like, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. totally getting married. Right. So what? walk me through some of those conversations. It was, it was um, nerve-wracking. I was very, very scared because I've never dated anyone with kids. I've never been with anyone with kids. And so I was nervous and I didn't meet his children until I'd say two months after we started dating. And we kind of kept it on the, the down low. Cause, and I understand that it's, it's, you know, hey, you're... Kids, you remember that lady from the plane? <laughs> yeah, no, she's, no, she's here. She's here. We're having dinner. We've been dating yeah. for like three months. Yeah. <laughs> There's that. And so, <laughs> so I think at one point, like he just said like, Oh, we're friends. And then I think he got a text from his daughter once like, Oh, your friends on TV. And his daughter is, you know, she was 23 at the time. Um, she was an adult, but like, we still didn't tell her that we were dating, but then the boys were the ones that kind of just figured it out. They're like, you keep talking about her. Like, are you sure you're <laughs> friends? 
And he's like, oh, like they would be on a trip to, they went on a trip to Mammoth and it was two months after we started dating. And, and he would like look at something. He's like, oh, Liberty did that. Liberty likes the sunrise too. Oh, Liberty likes the and they're like, why do you keep talking about this random this girl? Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. And he's like, oh. And so um, I, I guess I met the, I met Alicia first and I was so scared. I, I had butterflies in my stomach. I think I was more nervous to meet her than go on my first date with Elise. Um, and we just hit it off. We, the kids have never really bonded with, um, or so I'm told, they've never really bonded with any of the people who he's dated in the past. Um, they haven't really loved all the people he's dated in the past. Um, loved or respected, I guess, would be a better way to put it. But um, not throwing anyone under the bus, but right. I don't know. Yeah. It was so organic and so easy and just, you know, they're texting me and now we say, I love you to each other. And it's like, oh my gosh, I now have three grown children. Like, yeah. what? Oh, wait, no, here's the thing. Are, are they, I don't know. Are they your stepchildren? Are you stepmom now? Is that what's happening? I guess like, so, but I don't. I think a conversation needs to be had that, that, you're a yeah. few months away from the wedding. You need to decide at some point. You did just. <laughs> yeah. It was Mother's Day, and they all said Happy Mother's Day. And I and oh. I look at my phone. And I go, Wait, am I a mom now? <laughs> <laughs> so again, I'm stepping into that role, bringing it full circle of matriarch because there's nobody else who can do it. Right. So I'm right. I'm happy to do it, and they're just so lovely. And so we're gonna incorporate them into the wedding and do a whole, you know unity candle of some sort oh, and, that's sweet. and alicia is just oh i mean all the kids i love all the kids and but alicia is like i call her little one even though she's taller than me um but you know we, we share clothes we wear the same size shoe you know it's like oh that's perfect i was gonna ask if if she has raided the closet oh yeah like your yeah like your friends and, at and ktla she loves, she loves hand-me-downs <laughs> if anybody and again uh go to instagram at liberty chan Thank Unfortunately, you. she can't put the little accent mark on the Instagram username. But, over the, yeah. <laughs> but uh, just scroll down, and I'll, I'll try to find it. I'll put it in the show notes. Your closet tour. Uh, <laughs> talk to me just briefly here. Yeah. Um, how how dreamy was it to design that, oh. and how long did it take for it to just come together? So. Um, the house fully understanding by the way this is this is this is luxury okay this is luxury i'm talking to liberty chan about luxury at this point right 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 so you know i i love clothes i have a lot of clothes especially working in news and on the weather wall i have a lot of clothes um none of them green go ahead <laughs> none of them green <laughs> two dresses um but I, I, I moved into one of the houses that Mama Chan had built and it already had a beautiful closet. Um, and so we kind of just have to enhance it a little, if you will. So it took about two months to, to design and, and build and all of that good stuff. But, We're talking uh, about like the dry cleaners, conveyor belt. Right. We're talking about- <laughs> Who yeah. doesn't look clueless? So when she originally designed this house, um, it was 10 years ago and she, she put in that, um, you know, rolling rack, I guess you could call it, which you see at a dry cleaners, which some people love it. Some people hate it, but it works. How do you, how do you not like that? How do you, <laughs> I love it. I love it. But for some people, you know, everyone has an opinion. 
not on that. That would be awesome. <laughs> I like it. That'd I, be, like I, it. I, I have, because uh, I'm talking to you from my late wife's closet. I've converted it into a studio slash, uh, uh, I don't, I don't want to say game room because that implies that people come in here to play games, but all of her board games and things like that are in here and studio equipment and everything. My closet, however, has everything that was in her closet and all that was already in my closet. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I, I don't even have room for a conveyor belt right. or whatever that is that you want to call right. it. The, right. uh, the, the clueless automation system. Right, right, right. But um, no, that, that is a spectacular closet. Yeah, she she did well. Mama Chan, Mama Chan could design a, a great house <laughs> and a great closet. <laughs> so what do you what do you have left to do between now and wedding time that Ooh. you feel like uh, okay, I don't have a handle on this yet. Who am I gonna hire? What am I gonna do? Okay, so I have the dress. Actually, I have two dresses. There will be three, but um, the third dress, they're they're all sort of being sewn together and, and designed. I oh, guess, okay. I was going to ask, were you talking about like, like pictures, ceremony, reception, or it's like you have three dresses that are going to be combined into one? Um, so I have three dresses. So one of the dresses um, I'm going to wear down the aisle and then I'll have a reception dress. And then the man, Luis. Um, He'll have a third dress. I understand. Go on. I have a third dress for, <laughs> for like the dance. <laughs> okay. Um, he loves to dance. You know, he's Latin and he loves dancing. So we have a little routine, which I should probably practice. And I'm a little bit nervous. I, out of everything at the wedding, that's what I'm most nervous about. The dance. The dance. Of it. Okay. But, um, you know. I'm the little ice skater and I can practice and I can, <laughs> I can train for that. So um, I have to do that over the next uh, five months or so. I have not found a photographer or um, musical, you know, entertainment people. So okay. that's pretty much what I need to do. Now, are you soliciting for, for those? Like if somebody's no. listening to this and they're like. <laughs> if you can. It, play a violin really, really well. I need someone as I'm walking down the aisle, I need a great DJ who can play with a band. So that's, you know, for the reception. So yeah, I mean, if anyone has any ideas, I'm open to suggestions. You don't want just Andy Reesmeyer and his band? Just- I uh... mean, if he's great, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to anyone, you know, this is, I, I don't typically have parties with, you know, bands and DJs and, and violinists. So we'll see. Liberty, it was so, so, so good catching up. Let's not go another two years before we catch up again. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for allowing me to share so much. <laughs> and yes, not another two years. <laughs> you can watch this episode on YouTube and DB and TV. Follow the Aaron Bender podcast on your favorite platforms and link to it at AaronBender.com. That's also where you can find all my social media. If you have guest ideas or comments, email me, aaronbendermedia at gmail.com. Be well, and thanks for listening.